the, the best way for us to try and describe it is to say that it's a it's an isometric game based around uh, impossible geometry and architecture is the the sort of goatee line we usually use. Um, it's as much about the interaction with the with the environment and the architecture itself as it is the the puzzles or the character really. But but along with that, there is a there is a narrative, um, and, and as the as you progress through the ten chapters of the story of the that is in fact a story. This story is unfolding, and, and you learn more about why you are there and why you're helping uh, Princess Ida go through all these monuments and do what she's doing. What what feeling would you like the player to walk away with? So it sounds like there's a, an atmospheric element. There's sort of like the, the enjoyment of just being in the game. Yeah, but it's, is you there... had the ultimate quote. Yeah, earlier, didn't you? that's what I was going to say. I got a great quote of someone today who, um, who, who they were on the booth and they had the headphones on and they took them off and they were like, oh wow, that that game is like it's like it's like a spa treatment, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a, a great way of describing it. I mean, we, we definitely wanted to we want to um, whatever our, our, our ambitions are for the narrative. The point is that I think we've we've trying to create something really kind of um, uh, moving in terms of it puts you in another space, it changes, um, changing um, uh, the, the way you possibly are, uh, forget about time, you know, it's like yeah. it's, you, you get immersed in the, in the gameplay and, and you, you, you're caught up in this very imaginative world, this kind of ethereal and, and, and uh, puzzling world, this, this in a world of, uh, you know, um, what's the word, um, for the architecture, sort of this. And, we think it's more about kind of challenging, oh, helping you to enjoy uh, the experience with impossibility rather than kind of challenging you with mm -hmm. the impossibility. Mm -hmm. um, and that uh, feeling of how you perceive what you're looking at on screen and um, how you translate what you're seeing on screen into your assumptions about 3D reality. Is, is a large part of the game as well as challenging your perception of what you see and letting you try and perceive things in a different way and that takes you outside of the reality as well and I think that's part of the immersion and the, the spa treatment mm. is, <laughs> is that you, when you're in that world you're not looking at things in the same way that you would do real life and I think that's part of it. I think I'm genuinely going to change the iTunes description to say <laughs> it's like a spa treatment, <laughs> and then quote some guy at GDC. Yeah, we, we did tons of user testing, and, and the, the aim was never to, as you say, that that you should always, if we've done our job properly, then you should never really be, um, you should never really. You know, not, you know, delete this game in frustration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's we like, don't want any rage quits, but watching people play through and you see people get a little bit stuck and you're tempted to intervene and tell them but we've learned that what you need to do is not do that because that's the problem. the moment where you are really building up to want to intervene is the moment where they get it <laughs> and and it, the light bulb goes on in their head and and that's where they get the most enjoyment out you kind of hinted the fact that there's a, a bigger story a bigger narrative yeah the problem of, of con often conveying narrative in a game um, Players will often overlook it. Will often rush through narrative, and we've done. We've been lots of implementations of how we deliver the narrative as we've been making the game, and we've really sort of settled on a way that is hopefully delivers the narrative, but is is sort of un unobtrusive in a way that is not um, that if a player does rush through and and doesn't really read everything that we put in front of them, and we haven't put that much in front of them, yeah, that they're not going to 
necessarily uh, miss out. I mean, part of the story is just playing the game. That the narrative is about interacting with these spaces, mm. uh, and, and that's really a lot of what this is about. Yeah, it's been developed in Unity from day one. Um, we've the whole team has got experience in Unity, so it was a kind of natural pick. Uh, and actually, for the kind of game we're making, which is have made, say. <laughs> um, which is all about uh, the kind of maximum amount of craft and, and uh, polish into everything that you see. Having a really good 3D editor is a really kind of huge part of that. And our artists being able to iterate kind of instantly and see what it looks like and play around with it is kind of invaluable. I don't think there's any way we could have ended up with what we've ended up with without that back end um, and part, partly that on the visual side and partly that on the game design side the level design side that we've using Unity as a great starting point for that but we've also in terms of the tools that we've built uh, within Unity it's always been our aim to make it as easy as possible for some people who are working on level design which we don't really have any level designers it's just all of us um, <laughs> to be able to do that in a kind of unconstrained way without having to worry about, oh God, how do I make sure that she can walk over from here to here? Right, right. It should just work. Um, and being able to do that has been pretty amazing. Like it's just lowered all the barriers for entry yeah. for everyone on yeah, the I feel, I feel like such a shill talking about <laughs> Unity right now. So, you know, it's not just because we're it's with so yeah. Unity. Yeah, but, the um, <laughs> brown, brown paper, paper bag is currently yeah. making its way across the table. But I mean, I've been... Unity is not necessarily the correct thing to use for every game, but for this game, it's pretty much the perfect thing. How how fully do you think the original inspiration sort of carried through to the final product? Did it, did it change quite a bit, or I'm not sure that the the original concept was necessarily exactly the same in terms of control uh, mechanics or anything like that. But in terms of visuals, it's pretty much almost spot on. Yeah, we've but, got we've got that one piece of concept out on the wall, which yeah. was the fir- first thing that um, the genius master Ken Wong actually did, and we've we've kept that on there as inspiration. And uh, you know, even recently, like we say, we finished the game now. We've looked at what we ended up with and looked at where we started, and it's it really isn't that far away. Yeah. So when he did the concept art, did you? How did the process go? Did you guys talk about the type of game you wanted to make, and no. he just went off? And no, he he, he literally. He knew what it, it was. was. It was at a time where he, um, I think, over the course of a few weeks, he literally just did pieces of art in different styles and, and different techniques. Uh, and I guess we we took those pieces of art and, and just thought, what what would happen if we made that into a game? How would that work? Um, which is a bit of a weird way to go about prototyping, really, but it's it's sort of led us but to where we are. But this kind now. of thing is what the way you have to do it. Yeah, like we like we had no idea. We you know Ken Ken did a piece of art that was in an isometric style, um, and we said, how would this work as a game? You know, how would the architecture be manipulated to get where we want to be? And, and that then led into a you know a technical prototyping um, session of you know one weeks then two weeks uh, to try and figure out how it would act, and just sort of led on from there, really. Pete and I have worked on uh, games before, but um, it, it essentially as a group, yes, it's our first game um, together, and that's what's been really exciting about this is that we we've, we um, the game's taken us about ten months, um, and you've been uh, us two for a year, for about a year, yeah. So yeah. just before we started prototyping, yeah. So so we there was um, the previous incarnation of the games team was to various people left for various reasons, moving moving away for family reasons out of London. Uh, and so we were looking for new people and we managed to find some, I mean, 
we'd be really lucky if we found the sort of quality of the team we've managed to assemble. Um, and we just got this great this great unit and we did some prototyping. We got started off with a couple of other ideas before we eventually stuck um, got Monument Valley. Um, and but since then we've just really gelled and, and, and come together and, and just produced this this great game they're all really proud of. But you know, over the course of those, those that this past year and ten months especially, um, we've just really kind of fit together and, and, and all really helped each other and grown and, and worked out how best to deal with each other and how to support each other. Like, like that was my draw. Like I, as I said, these I joined these guys like twelve months ago, uh, on the promise that what we would do is create something, create something that was just utterly creative. On a you know, a, we would prototype ideas, we'd bang these out, and we would we would do them for the sake of doing them. We don't have necessarily a directive from you know upper management to make this kind of game or that kind of game. Um, we have a directive just, oh, to, to make, make a good, good to make a good game. That's <laughs> it. Like that—that that is the only thing, and is that's that's the best way to be making games. So how can you kind of turn that down? You know? Yeah, I think we kind of touched on this before, but just out of curiosity, is there some sort of game or media influences you, you guys could cite for some of the ideas here? I mean, Escher is an obvious one, um, but I kind of get like shades of like Journey, that kind of thing. I mean, is there anything else? Uh, yeah, Journey's worth pointing out in terms of um, one of the. Um, I think the feelings behind the kind of games we want to make are, you know, some of the some of the people at the heart of the games team. You know, Ken, for example, um, we, uh, we 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 talk a lot about what what games mean and what they should be and what we want from them. And I think we're all at the moment not looking to get involved with games that take too many hours to play. Um, and there, there seems to be with games, as you say, Journey is a game that can be completed in uh, you know less than two hours. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's something that 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 we seem we were aware of with Monument Valley. We wanted a game that people finished, uh, and the more this is interesting, the more I talk to people about games, um, people are just wanting to, want they want they want to get by what by what they they know what they're going to get in terms of they want to pay for something. They know the game's all there. They're not going to be hit with a paywall. Right. But also that they're going to see the end of it. This thing's not going to stretch out for so long that they're going to turn off halfway through and never get back to. Mm -hmm. So I think there possibly, you know, it feels like it's a movement towards giving people that ex that experience, a complete experience that they, they will, you know, get through and not, not, you know, drift away from at some point. So. Yeah, that, that seems like that was one of the things that struck me about. There's this entire contained piece of game. Because a lot of games will come out and they'll sort of continually add levels and continually add new characters, mm -hmm. and it seems like that wouldn't work here. It, it, complete it, it wouldn't. Like, there's one thing we've been saying when trying to explain the game, and we've it's it, it may sound cheesy, but it's the perfect comparison, and that's that we. It's almost like a, like an album of music. It's almost like right. a, a set of songs, and each each one is is written in an individual way and has an individual thing to say, uh, and collectively they tell a story. And that's that's kind of one of the things we designed from the outset, and mm -hmm. one of the things that we ended up with. Mm -hmm. And you know, changing one of those things along the way for sixty-nine p, you know, a dollar may not have made that much sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what other? So we're at GDC, obviously. So, what have you guys seen that you're excited about from other developers, or what? Maybe not even at GDC, but in the last few months, you know, because I could see, I've seen a lot of stuff that I'm really excited about. I've seen this. Uh, I can't remember the full name, but it's. Lovers in Space Time, or yeah, I saw that and I was like, "What is going on?" I went to the play. I was like, "This is awesome!" And there's, there's, 
been you know 10 20 games like that at the at the show so far is it is it on is it on at gdc now because i actually genuinely it's really not. want to play it it's pretty fascinating because you oh you played it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the strangest thing because you walk up and i was watching somebody else play it and i was like i, I don't know how i would play that game because <laughs> so the the mechanic is that you're running around inside of the spaceship and you have to run to different Mm-hmm. decks basically and, and control it mm-hmm. and it's I think it's designed to be played as co-op yeah. I was going to say that's one of the best bits about it is you having to rely on the on your, your co-player yeah. it's really wonderful is it, is it best to play it with a lover <laughs> I would think so actually yeah maybe at the end it actually you type when you you know like in an old arcade game you type in your, your three <laughs> yeah. initials so you both type in your initials and then there's a heart between them so oh, like, oh that's very awesome. sweet yeah does it end up being like a more complex version of Space Game or uh, so at, yeah it's funny I, I was <laughs> I said the same thing before you guys came. Uh, it seems like Space Team, but then mixed up with like some sort of action platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, any other games that you guys have seen that you're interested in, or have you been too tired uh, doing interviews? We've not, seen, really? we've not seen that much this year yet. I think we've just been. I've, I mean, since I've been here at GDC, I feel like I've had no chance to do anything other than <laughs> I think being meetings. It, 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 it genuinely but. seems like when you speak to other game developers, everyone's so busy making their own game that they don't have any time <laughs> yeah. to play anyone else's games. So anyone who's looking to get into the games industry just realise that you will probably cease to play games past this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to going and actually doing a good troll of uh, a whole arena tomorrow yeah so we've got we've got three of us on on one booth which is the uni booth there so there's enough time for you know one or two of us at a time to go and go and sort of have a look around the floor and see what's there yeah i'm really keen to go to the uh it called alt control alt control gdc uh it's it's in the in the hall yeah um and it's all kind of different controllers and oh, okay. things okay. like that and we've met a load of people who sounds like they're showing pretty interesting things there so <laughs> yeah I can't wait to come have a go at that obviously all the VR stuff is yeah. everybody's really excited about you trip, so. yeah you trip over a VR device every five feet yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. crazy it is true though like we were having a conversation at, at dinner before we came tonight and we were saying it's genuinely the most exciting times to be making games yeah and I think like Valve actually even has something that they're not showing to the public, but I guess I really the, want to see that. Yeah, I think that one of the Oculus guys said he went to a presentation like a behind closed doors yeah. thing, and he said he was blown away. Yeah, which is oh, pretty wow. insane. Oh, God, Every, everything I've read about people who've seen the Valve VR um, demo is like they're just completely mind blown. So. Wow, it's gonna be smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to get on that. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 try and we'll try and get on it this week whilst we're there. Yeah. Yeah, but so anyone else? Yeah, <laughs> we'll tell them. We're, we're going to make Monument Valley in uh, in Oculus in VR. We were we were playing this. I've forgotten what it's called, but we were playing this um, Oculus game, which we're doing it's kind of similar Escher-esque uh, impossible staircases and all that at um, the BAFTA show last week, um, and that was that was really interesting for Oculus because I've I've seen a few Oculus demos and having that one of those ones where. You know, a lot of Oculus demos try and be a bit gentle with you, but this one where you're like, I have no idea which way I'm looking, <laughs> which way up, which way is up. Um, it was but he was amazing. cool, because the guy he was with at BAFTA genuinely said that he made that because he'd seen our game. Did he? That was a genuine. That was a genuine thing he said. Yeah, which oh, I thought, yeah. which I thought was awesome. <laughs> Does that mean you get a percentage of the the profits? I hope so. I, so. I hope well, so. I didn't. I didn't record him saying it, so I have no sure. legal, no legal boundaries for <laughs> suing him yet. But. No, what, was it, what was it? You don't remember the name of it. 
I feel like I bad actually, because I can't I, plug him now. No, <laughs> that's true. It was it was one of the Mastertronic games that was yeah. being shown there, which is the publisher. Okay, so so when's the game going to be out? When can they get it? And where can they get it? Uh, the game's going to be out on the third of April, um, and they can download it off iTunes. Uh, it's going to be a universal app, so you can play it on an iPad and you can play it on iPhone. Um, we've seen a couple of press press articles that say it's iPad only. That's not true. It does genuinely look really good on iPad. Setting the record straight here. Setting, them, setting yeah. the record straight here as well. And we've had a lot of people ask about other platforms, and for now we're going to be releasing uh, an Android version later on in that month as well. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. And I'm really Thank looking you. forward to playing the final game. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks.